Hello, and welcome to the Storyteller's Mission with Zena Del Lowe, a podcast for artists and storytellers about changing the world for the better through story. Today, I want to talk about an ongoing problem, something that I continue to see in the work that I am critiquing and in many of the coaching sessions that I have, and that is a tendency to have passive characters. Characters who are simply reacting. Things just keep happening to them. They're not actually driving the action of the narrative. And see, that's a problem because a good main character is active, which means they're the ones driving the action of the story. But it turns out one of the reasons so many people are having difficulty with this is because oftentimes the character is in a relationship or in a situation where someone else, another character in the story, is actually in charge. Someone else is calling the shots. And so in those types of situations, the writers that I've been working with have been having difficulty understanding how to make sure that their main character still drives the action. After all, their main character isn't the one who's in charge. So today, that's what I want to address. How do you have your main character driving the action of your story when someone else is calling the shots? And what occurred to me as I thought about this is that all characters have the potential to become passive because often they are reacting to the choices of others or the actions of other characters in the story. If you have a bad guy who's going around killing people, then the good guy who's trying to solve the crime is ultimately just reacting to what the bad guy is doing. So it's possible for any character really to become passive. In The Matrix, for example, Neo could have been a passive character because it was actually Morpheus who was in charge. So if that's the case, what techniques were used or could be used to keep Neo or any character in the driver's seat to make sure the main character is actually still the one driving the action of the story? So as I was thinking through this dilemma, I came up with about 10 techniques that can be used in pretty much any story, and I'm going to share them with you in no particular order. So number one, give your character choices. Even if somebody else is calling the shots, at various points along the way, they need to be given a choice. They need to have to make a decision. They could go this way or they could go that way, but they must choose. So in Matrix, if you remember, one of the first choices that Neo had to make was, do you want the blue pill or do you want the red pill? They must make a choice. When they make a choice, they are driving the action. They are the ones determining how the story is going to go. For example, I'm re-watching Vikings. One of the things that happens in Vikings is Ragnar has sailed against the Earl's wishes to the West and plundered in England. And he's brought the wealth back to the Earl to say, see, I told you there was land to the West and it was easy. We took it easily. And what the Earl does is he says, well, you realize all of this treasure is mine now. 
However, I'm so magnanimous, I will allow you to make a choice. You and your men may each choose one thing from this hoard to keep. And so they have a choice to make. And what's interesting in this story is that Ragnar does not choose a treasure, a true treasure, a gold dish or cup or something. He makes a choice, but his choice is to choose the priest, Athelstan, to be his slave. And everybody laughs. They think that's silly. But he does it on purpose, and I'll come back to that in a bit. The point is that when your characters are presented choices, then the choice they make helps drive the story. Because, for example, even at that crossroads, Ragnar could have chosen to defy the Earl and said, no, this is all our treasure. We're the ones that went and got it. If he had made that choice, then the outcome would have been different. It probably would have been a bloodbath. So the choices that your character makes along the way helps determine the story. And they have to actually be presented these options. You can do this or you can do that. Which one do you want to do? And they have to make a choice. Number two, make them proactive. In other words, okay, maybe somebody else is doing things or making decisions that causes your character to be reactive. However, they can be proactive by anticipating what they're going to need down the road or where this is going to go down the road. And then they start putting those pieces together. They start arranging things so that when that thing happens that they foresee happening, they're ready. They start putting the pieces into play before they actually need it. So again, in Vikings, Ragnar, who wants to raid to the west, and the Earl says no, has already anticipated this. And since the Earl owns all the boats and all of the equipment needed to actually do this raid, Ragnar has invested almost all of his own money into building his own boat. Not only that, but he has hired the best boat maker around to build a new kind of boat that can cross the open sea. Plus, he's sussed out a new way to navigate the open seas to make sure that they can keep the boat on course because otherwise he knows they'll be lost. Later, when he is told to choose the one thing from the treasure and he chooses the monk Athelstan to be his slave and everyone laughs, the reason this is such a great choice is because he's being proactive because ultimately he knows that information is power. So he has Athelstan teach him English and he learns everything he possibly can about England, anticipating a day when he's going to be able to go back. And it puts him in a powerful position to lead that particular excursion because he'll have the most knowledge about what to expect and what to anticipate. So these are things that he's doing that put him in a proactive position. He's preparing, he's making preparations for what will come someday. Number three, have him practice diplomacy. What do I mean by that? 
You want to make sure that he is insightful, that he is sussing out the true motives of those around him. Whatever world your character is in, whether it be an office environment or a bunch of beauty pageant contestants or working in the mine with a bunch of other people or in a Viking village, it must be dangerous waters. Every environment like that has dangers. There's sharks floating around and they've got to learn to navigate and negotiate those very tricky diplomatic waters. They need to learn how to know who to trust, why to trust them, what this person is probably doing, what that person is probably up to. He needs to be able to see behind the mask that people wear. He sees through the facade. So again, in Vikings, Rollo, Ragnar's brother, is furious with Ragnar for handing all of the treasure over to the Earl without a fight. And Ragnar finally says, brother, he was looking for an excuse to kill us. So Ragnar was wise. He saw what the Earl was really up to and he didn't take the bait. When a character sees through those false masks to the real person, then it helps us to understand that they are truly capable of leading or of being in charge and that they should be the rightful leader in many cases. This is also true in the matrix, right? What is the whole point of the matrix? Well, the point is that Neo, who is a computer programmer, feels like something is wrong. And so he's on a mission to find out what is the matrix? What is it? He wants to know the truth. He's on a quest for truth. And because of that, he's able to see that things aren't quite right. They don't quite sit right. Now he doesn't have the answer fully yet, but he knows something isn't right. And so he's already learning to navigate these very treacherous waters. Again, in Vikings, even at the beginning of the story, the pilot episode, they go to the thing in town, which is where they have the fealty swearing ceremonies. And while they're there, a man is accused of murder and is sentenced to death. Well, Rollo and Ragnar, as they're watching the execution, they reveal to Ragnar's son that the Earl set the man up because that man had land that the Earl wanted and the man wouldn't sell it. And so they're able to even see beyond what the Earl has presented, which is a righteous reason for executing the man. Ragnar sees through it. So you want to make sure that they're learning to navigate these very treacherous waters. Whatever world they're in, show us they are practicing diplomacy, that they're practicing their skills of intuition and insight and sussing out the true motives of people. That's something that a character can do even if they are not in charge, even if they're not calling the shots. And in fact, especially if they're not calling the shots. Okay, number four, give him a goal he can attain. Give him a personal side goal that he can attain. 
So for example, in Matrix, once Neo wakes up, he has to heal and recover. Then he must train, which means uploading all sorts of programs into his brain. I know Kung Fu. That's something Neo can do. Now he can't fix the matrix. He can't reveal to all the people in the world that what they're living in is false. He can't save the whole world. But what he can do is train. What he can do is become the best version of himself that he can be. So if you have a character who's being, say, punished by some higher up or persecuted by some higher up, okay, he can't do anything about these charges that are being brought against him or about the disciplinary actions that are being brought against him. However, what he can do is use the skills and the tools, the knowledge that he does have to accomplish X. So in Bosch, Bosch is constantly under attack by certain higher ups who feel threatened by him. He can't help that, but what he can do is still try to bring the bad guys to justice, to still try to solve the crimes and ignore all the noise from the brass because he can't do anything about that. And if they're going to fire him, they're going to fire him. But until that happens, here's what I'm going to do. Which leads me to the next point, number five. They're acquiring their resources. No matter what else is happening in the world of your story, no matter what other plans that the person that's in charge is making, your character should be accumulating resources. What do I mean by that? Well, there are several primary types of resources that are going to be essential to your character. Knowledge is one of them. Information is power. They need to be accumulating it through the course of the story. They need to be accumulating allies and skills. Sometimes maybe it's going to be a tool. For example, with Ragnar, it was an actual boat. He also had to accumulate something called a sunstone, which allows him to find the sun even on cloudy overcast days when they're on the sea so that they can see if they are still going in the right direction. That's a tool that he needs to be able to navigate on their way to England. In Matrix, Neo is gathering knowledge for sure and skills because of all that uploading. He's also gathering allies, right? He's learning to trust the people around them. He's building relationships with Morpheus and Trinity and Tank and these other characters. And he's also acquiring information. For example, when he goes to see the Oracle and he's trying to figure out, am I the one? Even though Morpheus is the one that's calling most of the shots and saying, here's what we're doing now. Here's what we're doing now. Here's what we're doing now. Neo is not passive. He's active in trying to accumulate and acquire resources along the way that he can then use later on. So these are just five of the things that you can do next week. We'll cover the other five. And before I close today, what I would like to do, I want to invite you to sign up for the Storytellers Digest, if you haven't already. It's for people that are sort of the core supporters of the Storytellers mission, the people that are really interested in what we're doing here. This is for you. 
If you are somebody who regularly listens to this podcast, then I highly encourage you to sign up for the digest because this is inside information that you will be interested in and it will help you also because there will be free resources for you. There will be announcements for webinars or any other sort of events that you may want to participate in. So if that's something that you are interested in, all you have to do is type into your browser, thestorytellersmission.com forward slash digest, and you will be able to opt in to the digest. All right. In the meantime, thank you so much for being a part of the Storyteller's Mission with Zena Del Lowe. May you go forth inspired to change the world for the better through story. Storytellers.